welcome, welcome back, back to, to Absurdia. Absurdia. You're here with me, K, and my partner in crime, G, for Absurdia to take on art. Where we hunt down the artist responsible for Vancouver's vandalization by ska poster. And we wonder, where is the border where art breaks bad? First, we put you straight. This is Absurdia News. The black hole at the center of our own spiral galaxy has finally been imaged. The glow of superheated gases that surrounds the supermassive black hole Sagittarius A-star takes 26,000 light years to reach Earth. That light has finally reached us, and we have captured it in an image now destined to capture the world. The astronomical breakthrough answers some questions about the black hole, yet raises others such as, is this good news or bad news? The minimalist performance artist known as Shh was upstaged last night when a rival artist failed to show up. The rival artist, known as recently appeared anonymously in the latest edition of the Celebrity Lifestyle magazine, Look Who's Dead Now. Shh has accused his rival of plagiarism. Is yet to respond. New research suggests masks may not be enough to stop the spread of COVID-19. Health Minister Tunt held a press conference today to announce new COVID-19 protocols after scientists suggested Bayes may be a viable route of infection. Scientists have found the virus spreads on buoyant aerosols in the air, which can interact with the exposed eye. Look, it's important that you trust us. It's important that you have trust in your government. We have plans to address Omicron as well as Pi, Pomegranate, Stigma, Cylon and any other new variants. In addition to mandating masks, we'll now be requiring that everyone shut their eyes. Please shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. The government recently committed to its Three Wise Monkeys policy after its Four Wise Monkeys policy was deemed unrealistic and subjected to spending cuts. Scientists at the Event Horizon Telescope responsible for the image of the black hole have issued a correction to an earlier press release. The image of the black hole appears now in fact to be 25,000 light years away. The time is 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 3, 2, 1, 0, 0, 0. So in this episode, we're going to go get some arts and some cultures. And today we're going to be covering classic movie reviews. We're going to be talking about... <laughs> The world of art. All kinds of art, from movies to music, all kinds this of art. This episode, all kinds. 
the new uh, controversial Eminem album? Is it art? No. Is it art? Is that art? What is art? Uh, why are we talking about art? It was uh, three letters that I was able to fit into the um, title. I can doodle pretty good. My grandfather was an artist named Art. Oh, that's I a coincidence. Really so maybe... No, no, he was named He was named Art, and that's what no coincidence. His parents chose his... Uh, and then before they decide, you know, they're patient people. They right. wanted to see what he's good at before they decide what to name him. So they waited till he was like 35 to, to uh, name him? Yeah, yeah. So most yeah. of his life he was, hey, hey. Pending. Hey. Hey, pending. <laughs> hey, to be announced. Quick, get off the road. <laughs> um, and then we're going to go uh, to Vancouver. We visit Vancouver this episode. We visit the music scene there. It has its own look. Behind all the posters on all the walls, we found the man at home in our segment, Kitchen Interview. Okay, so that's 60 seconds. Now listen, I have an idea to rescue Lime on the podcast. Oh man, just let it go. No, no, listen. You call in. You call in and I answer. It's a total safety. What? Yeah, that, that way we don't contact with all these outbound calls and we fill the air in between the incoming calls. But we don't have any incoming calls. Exactly. Why else would you do this? Oh god, it's still on. You haven't even sent us to the ad break. Come on down to Bergen Brudrick's typo titles to find classic book titles with minor typos at a bezer price. We've got classics featuring Ernest Hemingway's old man in Sea in the City, making a reappearance as a fish out of water on the New York dating scene. We've got The Adventures of Tom's Lawyer, the thrilling construction of the case against Injun Joe from pre-trial hearing through to sentencing. Bergen Brudrick's typo titles, classic book titles with minor typos, at a bizarre price. Why are you so unhappy? <coughs> Go get the thing you need! Make life better. Available now at the stingy rate. You're listening to the ABC, the Absurdia Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> Okay, uh, line one. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Welcome to Absurdia. Hello, I'm Freddy Bedlifter. Bedlifter? Breadlifter. Breadlifter. Bedletter. How do you spell it? L. L. Hello, caller. You're live on Absurdia. Hello, my name is Sam Ham Sandwich. Sam Ham Sandwich. Yep, they call me Handsome Jamowitz. And what do I call you? No, I called you. I'm Sam 
ham sand. Oh, for God's sake, wasting our time. Hello, caller. Welcome to Absurdia. Hello, I'm Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. Nolan? Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. My full name is Nolan, Nolan, Nolan. Keith McDougal's Rolling. Jesus fucking Christ. Hi, my name is Jaden. Go jump off a cliff. Oh, goddamn this bloody ass. With another caller on the line, someone who wants to be known only as W and doesn't want to waste our time here, live on the podcast, hello W, hello G, hello K, first time caller, long time listener, K has just stepped out of the studio for a moment, who are you going to vote for W, where's K, oh he's just stepped out of the studio, which candidate has your vote for this election W, Oh, he didn't say where he was going. Pardon me. Oh, this he's show is a partnership between KG and the whole premise. Well, he's just stepped out. Well, that's not my point. He needs to consult with his partner. He can't just walk out of the studio because he disagrees with us trying to salvage a secret format. Well, he's just getting a coffee. But we're live on the podcast here. The premise is to record KNG live, and we're locked into that agreement during recording. He can't make unilateral decisions live on the podcast. We spoke about it. No, well, he didn't say anything to me. Well, you weren't part of the conversation. Well, how is that even possible? I'm I'm sorry, we seem to have lost that caller. Uh, let's go on to our next segment. Um, Absurdia listener Ivan actually heard our open mic segment dying on the stage in our comedy episode and told us how the podcast inspired him to try his hand at stand-up comedy. And his first time at the mic is now aired right here in another comedy moment on the open mic at Absurdia's Comedy Club, The Court of Justice. Now, comedy moment. Good evening. Hello, my name is Ivan. I'll be here with you tonight. <laughs> mm, I know this guy. Friend of mine. He worked in a salt mine. One day, he goes into salt mine. And the mine collapses. The mine, he collapses on him. He goes into the mine. The mine collapses on him. So, I knew this guy. He goes into salt mine. Hmm. In the 1950s, these conjoined twins kidnapped my Soviet doctors, taken from family, medical experiments, and torture, dehumanizing experiments. For 12 years. 12 years! Mm, you see, 12 years, long time. 
These are real stories. These are real stories. Mm, okay. I tell personal funny story. Other job, you know, I make pizza delivery. I collect money for pizza company. Man, he order pizza. He say, I don't have any money. I don't pay. I tell him, how much you pay for air? And I hold his throat and I say, pizza, very cheap. He say, oh, I need air. I need air. I can't breathe. <laughs> well, okay, I say. I open breathing hole. I punch his teeth in. Now lots of air. He start whistling. <laughs> hmm. Is this thing on? Tough crowd. We're going to do another regular entertainment segment, classic movie reviews. First, we have the Stanky Lubrick film, 2001. Stanley Kubrick. You, uh, oh, uh, Stanley Kubrick film, 2001, A Space Odyssey, regarded as one of the greatest and most influential films ever made. I've never actually seen this before, okay? Uh, and I have to say, from beginning to end... From the ape to the baby, through all that time, which seemed like centuries, millennia, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, what was with all those loopy colors in the end? The cinematographer was on an acid trip. I couldn't follow what happened after that at all. An old man in a big white room with a black slab and a giant baby. Honestly, the director just ran out of ideas. The show's nothing more than a ripoff of Star Wars. That's another undeserving classic. I mean, I don't get why Spielberg put Jaws in the desert. I mean, it's a shark. How does it drive around in that giant Toblerone? 2001 gets one star for Hal's performance from inside that little magic eight ball. Over to UK. What's our next one? Our second review was supposed to be the Mafia classic, The Godfellas. But we tried, but we're unable to find a single copy of it. I couldn't find it. It's not on Netflix, it's not on Amazon. I looked. But we still have a blockbuster video. We have one here, a blockbuster, here in Absurdia, in the old Dream Cafe. They didn't have a copy. Uh, I think they've recalled it. I don't know why. We here at the podcast think that the film studio might have... They just recalled the film. The Godfellas has been recalled. So it means that we're breaking the news story here first. I have no idea what's happened to that film. I don't know why it's gone. It's suspicious. Our next review is Quentin Travoltatino's vignette-driven Pulp Fiction, with its overlapping and intersecting stories of a rigged boxing match, philosophizing criminals and a failed jewelry heist. Who could forget Mr. Pink refused to tip on principle? Mr. Blondie and the ear? Mr. Tickle? And uh, Mr. White, played by Harvey Kyle Cranston, who continued the character in the critically acclaimed spin-off Breaking Bad. It's five-star cinema, as are all the prequels. 
Have you seen it? No. And uh, finally, we have Akira Kurosawa's masterpiece, The Seven Samurai. The Seven Samurai, starring Toshiro Mifune, Yul Brenner, Takeshi... Takashi Bashful. Yeah, Takashi Bashful. Yeah. And Sleepy. Soppy. Sneaky Pete. Mickey and Pluto. Pluto was downgraded to a dwarf planet in 2006. Uh, He tells the story of a serial killer who is motivated by the seven deadly sins, confessing four differing accounts of the same murder to the Grim Reaper as they played chess. Yeah, apart from that, it, uh, it just all it does is rain. It's, it's a very rainy film. Yeah, I, I remember lots of rain in that movie. Yeah, it's lots of rain, lots of rain. It was very wet, and it uh, it rained a lot. Yeah, that was last week though. The rain's eased off a lot since then. I, but I, I didn't like the rain. I thought there was too much rain. How how many stars are you giving it? Uh, I'd give it four stars, but five if it's not raining. Uh, Excuse me, I uh, bought this phone here yesterday and uh, it won't stop beeping. Oh, the battery is low. It's only 14%. I just bought it yesterday. I only made two calls. Did you charge it? I put it on my American Express. No, sir. Did you plug it in? It's a mobile phone. In the box. There's a cord to plug it in. Well, I don't have the box with me, do I? But, uh, no, sir. Well, it's possible we can power it up for you. It's possible? Why don't you find out? It's getting low. Oh, well, okay. You can pick it up in an hour. An hour? Why can't you do it now? It takes an hour. What else you gotta do? Why can't you do it now? No, sir. I mean it. It takes an hour to charge up the phone. Then why wasn't this done before it was sold to me? Mr. Ford, I can do it right away. But it still takes an hour to charge up the phone. I'll do it now, but you will have to wait an hour. I can't wait an hour. I have phone calls to make. But sir, the power is dropping too rapidly. That's right, and my friends want me to call. Your phone will freeze before you reach the first bar. I'll see you in hell! Now, there's nothing in the world like making your own music. And I wanna sing a song for you! Eminem. Okay, he is obviously a very well-regarded rapper. He's got, you know, everyone loves him. He's put out some stuff. So Eminem just put out this new album. I can't remember the name of it. The Murder something. I don't know. I don't know the name of it. It's his latest thing. And, you know, I, I like to look at, you know, I see, like, you know, there's a lot of chatter about Eminem and his new album. It's getting great reviews. So I decide to go listen to it. I got into, and I like rap music. I like, and I even like Eminem. Like, I do. Like, I, I like hip-hop and rap. I mean, Public Enemy, fucking enough said. But um, I started to play it, and there's a sound effect, like of a knife going, and then it turns out it's about murdering the girlfriend, and this is the knife stabbing in and out. And then I went on with the lyrics that were fucking dark. 
and, and, and I want to clarify this because there's something like I can listen to Slayer and that those lyrics are fucking bad and you know they got horrible like you know like but it's almost like a, also kind of silly bad there's a theater to it you know what I mean yes, there's a theater, theater to Slayer yes. that you can just sit back and go you know that Tom Araya isn't really a Satanist. He's not really this. Like, mm. if you know enough about Slayer, you know it's kind of tongue in cheek to a point. It's dark. It's badass. It's Hell's Angels crap. It's all that sort of shit. But it's not this. This was dark to me. And then I started thinking about nineteen-year-old boys listening to this as a hero. Mm. And we're talking about Me Too movement, right? And he hasn't been called out on it. The artist hasn't been rung, you know, or, or dragged under the fucking keel. Like he, but he hasn't done it. No, that's the that's the difference. Well, no, but he, there's 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 abuse allegations to him and all that sort of uh, stuff. And I think uh, he's always been okay. a misogynist. He comes oh, from a misogynist that, oh, I, point I want, of view. I want I won't defend him against those charges, but he hasn't murdered somebody with a knife and recorded the recording no, sound. No, no. So, okay, so yeah, you're the, right. So, so this is art. So now, itself, we're, now we're talking about yeah. art. So this is art. Yeah. The idea of art. Come on down to Bergen Brudrick's typo titles to find classic book titles with minor typos at a bizarre price. We've got mysteries, the Da Vinci Coke, an anachronistic 16th century Coke bottle is found among Leonardo da Vinci's possessions, and an investigation of ecclesiastical intrigues and secret societies reveals the mystery of the Coca-Cola formula. Bergen Brudrick's typo titles, classic book titles with minor typos, at a bizarre price. You're listening to the ABC, the Absurdia Broadcasting Corporation. The idea of art. Now, now again, again I, can I can go back to Slayer. Slayer has talked probably about worse things. You know what I mean? There's just, but it's heavy metal, and it doesn't. It seems to have a comical value to it in the end, where it's not necessarily real. Where this is really kind of. When I listened to it, I really felt this was like an artist who is a rapper was okay with the idea of somebody stabbing a girl over and over again and again a sense of power and all that shit I literally stopped listening to it I went okay that's like a snuff film I don't want to watch it I don't want to hear it I think it's disgusting and it actually totally turned me off of that artist I was like I don't want to mm-hmm. fucking listen to you ever again mm-hmm. I don't need to I deleted it from my phone and I, I just go I don't need to listen to that guy it's my choice you know, a young Eminem doing like misogynistic songs again it's, it's such a it's a hard thing to excuse it but it is a young brain saying these things mm. a guy who's 50 years old still doing it yeah by it. then you gotta yeah with, a, with all right. the position you, you of have, power that he has yeah and a brand new album coming out let's be serious I'm, you know, I might I might listen to it for once or twice and go eh, it's alright it's the young people who want to listen to it mm-hmm. who are going to get inspired by it so a guy on a big pedestal like that saying it's okay to have these songs to me I find it I find it just odd but then again I'm hypocritical because again like a band like Slayer uh, I'm I'm going to propose that responsibility is a factor 
the responsibility of the artist. The artist has a responsibility towards society because there is no art without an audience, so all art is for society. You have a responsibility as an artist to behave responsibly in society with your art. Yeah, I, I think so, to a point, to a point. You know, like an, art an artist like, like Gigi Allen or Guar. Right. Like, you know, and when Guar puts out a new album, you know what the album's going to be about. You know what the show's going to be about. Like, you're not, you know, there's no any surprise there. Like, oh my God, they're chopping babies' heads off at a Guar concert. Yeah, I mean, the Guar's premise. So there's the responsibility Guar, of the premise artists. is that they are a band from an alternate universe, you know, yeah. who's come to they, live in Antarctica and they hate the human yeah. race and the humans yeah. are filth. Like, that's their whole joke. Guar has addressed its responsibility as an artist by presenting it as as comic theater, yeah. which it is. Uh, Eminem has not absolved his responsibility in the same way. That's what I think. He I think might that's be able to do it, but he hasn't done it. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he even wants to. No, I don't think so either. It, it is. This is a really. It's a very complex answer. You know, the idea of artists and art and what good and bad. Because art, I think it should be left up to the, the, the individual's choice. But I, also, but I also think when you get to a point of, of power that the artist has responsibility. And I think that's really the... interview the mighty Steve Kitchen. The visual connection between most of the bands in Vancouver, an amazing graphic design artist. He did posters for my bands. So, uh, Los Furios. And the Getaway so, Sticks. Welcome to Absurdia, Steve Kitchen. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Good fellas. old Steve-O in the house. <laughs> Maybe we should introduce who Steve is. Yeah, yeah. You do that. You know yes. Steve. Steve is um, this uh, lovely little British bloke we met years ago. Really? Who arrived here in Vancouver. And I met Steve through music, so doing, uh, playing in my band. Um, he befriended all the same people I am friends with some, somehow. <laughs> and then uh, as time went on, um, I think a lot of it had to do with gig posters as well. The early yeah. days of, of just you being kind of fresh off the boat, being a music lover, going to see bands play. My band happened to be one of them. And then by association, you met other bands. And uh, I think we asked you, hey, can you do us a gig poster? Because you did that. And that started, uh, in my opinion, kind of a flood. But we put out a poster. Everyone, who did that? Um, he did. Steve, who? That British guy? Yeah, drinking all the beer? Yeah, oh, awesome. So the other bands would take him on. And this became a huge thing that all the bands just got behind the artwork and the style that you did. I know, we fell in love not only with the art, but and the artwork and the postering, but just the person. 
you're, 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 we all loved you right from the start. Then you, from both from what was sort of maybe humble beginnings, people took to your art, and not only did the music scene, the ska world that we're in, um, outside of that, and other bands, some pretty amazing bands around the world, No Effects, The Offspring. Yes, um, um, I, I did some work with a band called The Professionals um, just before, which you might not have heard of, but you have heard of their drummer, which is Paul Cook from the mm. Sex Pistols. Right, right. Uh, so that was huge for me. They put me on the phone with the guy. I'm on the phone with the drummer from the Sex Pistols and then he swore at me. Right. And I was like, I feel like I've been bestowed upon. You know what I mean? I'm part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. He like, didn't, if he didn't swear at you, you'd be probably more pissed off. Oh, it'd be, yeah, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be really awkward. <laughs> you call him back at four in the morning. Right, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, they put me on the phone with him and he goes, who's this, who's this? And I go, it's the guy, Steve, he's designing the cover. He goes to me, I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and he was gone. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was over the moon. That's, over the that's all you want, I know, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Right uh, but yeah, some big bands. It's taken me to a lot of places. Um, originally, I knew I wanted to work in music as a huge music lover. I loved a bit of reggae and a bit of ska and a bit of punk. And I was Googling Scar posters and they had by far the worst quality posters of all music genres. And I thought there's a gap in the market here. So I was doing that in Manchester for a few years, then moved to New Zealand, um, working with a lot of people, a lot of contacts from England, still in New Zealand. And then when I came to Canada, yeah, it just carried on in that vein. It, it is all kind of connected because a lot of the gig poster stuff I did that's on display around Vancouver, that led me into um, the Parallel 49 Brewery being interested in me. And their ethos was, we wanted that random stuff that you do with gig posters, we want that on beer labels. So um, it's funny, in Canada, they call you an artist, which I wouldn't say in England. Like, they might call you all kinds of things. But, <laughs> um, uh, so, by being called an artist, it makes, it sort of elevates, you know, oh wow, you're an artist. But not all my favourite art is disposable. You look at something like a gig poster or a beer label or an advert in a magazine, you go, oh, that's really cool. And then you kind of just turn a page and forget about it. And I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, but yeah, that's the goal for me, really. Just make really cool um, disposable art. Some of the best art I've ever seen has been on like, baseball card wrappers or garbage pile kids. So you're embracing the uh, the ephemera. This is where you find your art, is that it's, you don't need longevity in your art. Yeah, having said that, I remember when I first started working with the breweries, somebody took a picture of a pile of recycling and on top was the box and all the beer cans all screwed up. And I loved it, because I'm like, it's in the system, it's out in the ether, you know, it's just, what you see in the liquor store is what you see in the alley. So that's really cool that it has longevity in that sense, but it doesn't have to be um, hung up and adored. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of artists do get themselves hung up on that, on right. wanting to be hung up on a door. They, yeah. they, they, they feel precious about, I can't sell out. I have to do this thing. And if I make money at it, I'm just selling my soul. Yeah, my soul went years. <laughs> You're still listening to the ABC. The Absurdia Broadcasting Corporation license is still valid. For another three weeks, please vacate the property.
artists are notoriously um, um, self-deprecating, you know, self-judging. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, they don't have confidence or like, oh, it's not good enough. I could have done better. And that takes a long time to get to the point where like, this is, I've done this, I'm presenting it, now it's done, leave me alone. Well, maybe there is actually something in there if I was laying on a psychiatrist's couch about disposable art, because I can say, this may not be finished to perfection, but it's going in the trash next week anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so there's fun in that, you know. Yeah. But there's, a, there's a saying, isn't there? The enemy of the good is the perfect. So you, you, you're you driven to perfection. You yeah. never finish the, the work. Right. But if you know it's just going in the trash next week, there's a freedom in that. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And it is um, today's news, tomorrow's chip paper. Right, I'm doing. I'm. I'm having a little uh, motto battle off with you now, <laughs> but yeah. So there, maybe there is some comfort in that when you do think about perfection. I like um, tattoos, and if I was gonna have one, I'd have to design it myself, which is why I don't have tattoos because I've never produced anything where I've gone. That's it. That is 100 percent what it should be. Yeah, I. I, that's, I don't have tattoos either. There's right. a big reason for that. Just I can't put a permanent stamp on me. I find it too hard. Because yeah. I would always be like, oh, I should have done it this way, should have done it that way, you know, it's like... That little biscuit tattoo. Well, that really was pretty red. That all over my back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, it was a phase, but, you know. Absurdia. 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 important is the artist to the art? And I'll give you the context. Caravaggio is a great painter. He's also a convicted murderer. Uh, at the time, he was castigated and he fled Rome and they took down all his paintings. But today, we remember him as one of the masters. Okay. Paul Gauguin took a 13-year-old bride in Tahiti. And yet today, we study his art. Bill Cosby uh, drugged and raped a whole bunch of women, but he put out this great comedic oeuvre, yes. all this great vinyl. Is Bill Cosby still funny? Right, yeah. How important is it to the art that the artist behave well? I feel like you're trying to draw a confession out of me. As <laughs> <laughs> the red light sign. <laughs> um... This has been a sting operation for <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> I've got such a skewed approach to art. I did art history. I've been to art museums. I know fine artists. I've tried to understand it. But my, my real background, and your question was so cultured. <laughs> it really was brilliant. Um, and I feel like the route I'm taking it is down the back alley for a smoke. But... When I was a kid, my dad would take me to stock car racing and the graphics, the hand-painted graphics on the side of the cars and oh, just, well, this is a different world. I lived in a, a grey world as a, as a kid. You wouldn't see many spectacular things like that. Why is all of these cars are painted so beautifully in this area? Um, like I said, baseball cards, garbage pail kids, candy wrappers, pop cans. All of these things were my art, you know, so... As much as 
I appreciate the masters. It doesn't resonate with me. One of the massive changes for me growing up was I got a book um, by a surf company called Mambo, that uh, an Australian, Australian yeah, Australian company, and it just blew my mind because, for example, uh, they'd have Australian Jesus, and there'd be there'd be Jesus surfing with a pie in his hand, and I'd be like, oh my god, like the hot, everything just came into color for me. You can do anything. You know, and all of this mambo stuff had a little wink, a sly wink, a funny little, you know. So that was that was always for me, um, yeah, my art. So I do know the names of some masters, but my masters um, are Rich often Basson. Reg, oh, thank you. <laughs> Fundamental as anything. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, Reg Mombasa is an absolute god, and my artwork's nothing like his, but. Like I said, it coloured my world as a kid and opened up my horizons. A lot of the artwork that I really appreciate is unknown because it's commercial artists smashing up disposable art, you know. I'd love to know the names of some of the people that did some of the stuff that I adore. Going back to, to what an artist might do in their spare time, yeah, that's a big question. Um, and, uh, I don't, you know, in, in this age of people being cancelled, and all kinds of things. Um, yeah, I guess it could take the sting out of an awful lot of art out there, music, comedy, and yeah. So I like that angle. Awesome. That, that it's, it's an it's enlightenment an angle that, that it doesn't always, always matter what the artist does. Yeah, it's just telling you how to it. It's just a there have definitely been instances where my art's been shown as an example of something that could potentially be cancelled, which is uh, it's a funny feeling. Um, at first, you kind of feel insulted, but I think with a broader look, it's a positive thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You're, you're sticking yeah. your flag in the ground. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing, is that I, that's, that's my comment back on cancel culture, is unless it's truly just shitty human behaviour, Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think artists just do, right? I always, I've always had that belief that in, in, in art is there's those who do and those who don't, right? right? It's like, you know, artists do by just, they have to. There isn't a choice, you know? Yeah. Like, like I say, I get mad at the guitar. I'm not going to touch you. Like, eventually it's like, okay, come on. You eventually concede to the art and, and, and the muse and everything, the creativity inside you. Because it's just, if you don't touch it, you don't do anything with it, it just wells up inside you. But who knows what, what damage or, or, or detriment you <laughs> Yeah, I've been on nights out like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just, you know, I think I find personally artists and other artists and creatives um, fascinating. So to me, it's an interesting conversation. That's cool, yeah. I... Come on down to Bergen Broderick's typo titles to find classic book titles with minor typos at a bizarre price. We've got Crime Drama, The French Confection, Detectives Papai Dial and Sal Grasso, Bust a drug cartel for smuggling heroin into New York and 60 kilos of profiteroles. We've got obscure editions like A Clockwork Orang, Anthony Burgess's masterpiece in the original Bahasa Malay, Bergen Broderick's typo titles, classic book titles with minor typos at a bizarre price. That was, we did uh, the full art episode. That was our full art episode. How did you like that? Like what? The art episode. Didn't you like it? Did you forget? We just finished it. Where have you Where have you been? I'm just asking you, did you enjoy this? Or did you leave or something? 
Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a scene, man. It was a scene. Uh, the art episode was fun. We talked to Steve. We talked to Steve. We talked to Steve. That was one of the pros. I thought he was a con. He is a bit of a con. Haven't you seen his art? It's a scam, man. He throws it in the trash. It's just trash, apparently. All of Steve's art is just trash. He admitted it. It's his goal. His goal is to dumpster dive. So Steve wakes up in a dumpster, completely sober and happy. Living the best life that Steve can live. That's Steve Kitchen's future vision for himself. Steve Dumpster. I'd never seen that side of Steve before. The back? No. I move move with him. Always look him in the eye, that Steve. I think we've recorded enough. Well, it's enough for the 14 people who listen. (laughs) What's the fucking point? (laughs) Are you drunk? Want pizza now? Pizza now. Pizza now. $99.